Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grab a blanket and get comfortable. The Grab a Blanket podcast starts in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. with Wings Productions presents Grab a Blanket, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. We've all lived through some trying times, and there has been no shortage of trying times in the past couple of years. We've had to find new ways of doing things, creative solutions to problems we'd never dreamed of. We've had to revisit our relationships with work, family, friends, and even ourselves. And when things became overwhelming, we had to dig deep and discover the things that bring us comfort. In this podcast, we'll explore the different ways we find solace and peace of mind. This is your moment to settle in, get cozy, relax, and spend a little time with us as we explore the various paths that people take to add a little joy to their lives. For me, that involves a blanket and a warm drink and spending some time with you. Today's guest is Ken Volante. I met Ken when he approached me to be a guest on his podcast, Something Rather Than Nothing. There we discussed life, art, music, Twin Peaks, and everything in between. Because we're on the brink of the holiday season, 
Our conversation often turned toward how to find comfort at a time of year that can often be hectic and often features uncooperative weather, navigating family dynamics, incessant advertisements and calls for our attention. We discussed how to find peace within the chaos, a place of comfort within the whirlwind. The solution often involved indulging in small comforts that we wouldn't necessarily gravitate toward at other times of the year. As promised, each episode will feature a recipe provided by our guest, so be sure to check our show notes for Ken's vegan comforting cookie recipe. Okay, it's time to get cozy. Settle in. The comfort station starts now. My goodness, uh, you're you're the you're the you're the you're the person in control this time. Oh my goodness! Well, hello, Ken. <laughs> hello and welcome. I see you have a you, you've grabbed a drink. Do you have a blanket? <laughs> yeah, I um I uh, actually uh, will drink decaf uh, coffee during the the fall and winter, which um is sacrilege in Oregon or towards Portland. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think coffee is supposed to be uh, hypercharged with caffeine if you're going to have it in this state, but. Uh-huh. Um, it is very comforting and does warm the bones in the fall. Totally. I, I've been doing decaf as well. And uh, I always kind of mumble when I order it at the coffee shop, the decaf coffee. But, well, we're here to talk about comfort, right? This is the Grab a Blanket podcast. And I think when I think of comfort, I think of blankets. And so that's where the name came from. But what what does comfort bring to mind when you hear the word or when you think of comfort? What do you think of? Yeah, and and first of all, Melissa, thank you so much for asking me onto the show and the, oh, the topic, which honestly seems so inviting. And um, with uh, some of the questions that I ask and the work that I do, it's nice to be asked this one. Um, I don't know. I um, and I think the timing of you asking this in the fall and in, in winter. Um, I know you're in the Midwest. Um, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, where it doesn't get as cold, but it's damp and chilly. So the question becomes: What do you do if you know it's going to rain and be gray for like the next five months? Like, how do you get some light and? Um, one of the things I find this time of year, I really try to focus on like being comfortable and actually focusing on my breath to calm down and to watch um, almost like nostalgic or comforting or s- silly holiday stuff um, far, uh-huh, more yep. than, far more than those around me, which is an active <laughs> issue at the moment. <laughs> So, so the 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 familiar kind of the the familiar maybe traditional things you watched as a kid, or is it just the general holiday anything? Yeah, you know, I like one one of the one of the funny things is that I I really like um, Christmas and holiday uh, movies or seasonal movies, and the thing is is that. When it comes to religion, I've been like more of a practicing Buddhist and I'm, and I'm agnostic. So what I found is that I attach very much, very much in a way to, to rituals. You know, I grew up Roman Catholic and 
there's some sort of transformation or desire for peace away from the capitalist consumer piece of like this time of the year, you know, in November into December, but a bit more into uh, Christmas lights and a tree and to like um, taking my daughter to the mall and us to to just shop and look for <laughs> candles and things, honestly, that I wouldn't find I, I maybe I wouldn't allow myself or indulge myself as much during the year. I found myself indulging in things that might be silly, ritualistic, comforting, not sure why I'm doing them and really indulging myself. And I tend to feel better as a result. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Well, I, I had a similar path to you with, you know, being brought up within the church and whatnot. And I, and I kind of see that parallel where, you know, it, it, the commercial part of the holiday doesn't speak to me. And honestly, the religious part doesn't necessarily either, but then all the other peripheral stuff and that wanting, you know, world peace and just having a calm night and, you know, that whole part of it, um, the beautiful part of it, in my mind anyway, does bring a lot of comfort. So I'm with you on that one. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to say too, is like, even the, like I mentioned in, in, in the movies, I like, I am a, I'm a, I'm a junkie for, I don't know, I guess what people might consider trashy or sentimental, you know? Um, uh, so I indulge myself and I indulge myself with Hallmark movies and (laughs) um, this kind of like bright aesthetic that I, I yep. really don't, I really don't care about, and and it, there's a lot of rabbit holes you can drop into that type of melodramatic fiction, <laughs> but um, I tend to just kind of like have uh, those things wash over me, but also, you know, movies that I watched when I was a kid and movies that um, my, my kids uh, would like, or um, in emphasis on the weird um, sometimes uh, as far as uh, movies. One of my favorites is Olive the Other Reindeer. Okay, is, yeah, I remember that. Which yeah. is based on a, a dog that um, named Olive who believes and is mistaken for and takes on the role of being a reindeer. Um, <laughs> voiced by Drew Barrymore with a guest a voice appearance by uh, Michael Stipe. And, uh, oh, perfect. So um, if you're into the weird and mishe- misheard uh, lyrics, of course, uh, <laughs> rather than all of the other reindeer, it's Olive. Yep. Um, I love it. That's, 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 that's one of my favorites. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, movies about the underdog are always winning in my book. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. So, while speaking of like childhood movies and things like that, oh, well, side note, I love those Hallmark movies too. In the last couple of years, I think I think they're just so simple and predictable and after all the unpredictable things that have happened to us in the last 2 years, that there's comfort in that. You know, you know they're gonna end up together at the end, and it's just like no matter what roller coaster they take you on, you know it's gonna be okay. And I think we we could all use a little bit of that these days. Yep, uncritical. I'm fine with it. Totally fine. <laughs> keep serving yep. it to me. I'll keep eating. You bet. <laughs> um, so speaking of childhood movies, do you find that the things that brought you comfort as a child um, have changed, or are they still kind of those same things? Like, it, is it the same? 
type of, I don't know, either ritual or tradition or item that brings you comfort that brought you comfort as a kid? Um, I don't know. It feels like really the same. You know, I found my personality a lot of times is, is very much, um, you know, I do, uh, and I think, you, you know, listening to, um, you know, your podcast, the Skylark Bell and the story of going back, uh, to childhood and revisiting things. Um, you know, I think I've accepted the fact that there's a little bit of a nostalgic or sometimes maybe wistful or melancholic, uh, journeying that, that I do, that is a bit of a fantasy. And, um, and, and I like to indulge myself into it. So I think if I ask myself, Hey, you know, as I do some of these things this time of the year that make me feel better, it's like, what's that connected to, or is that, you know, uh, you know, connected to your belief? It's, it's more behavior than it is uh, thinking. It's more, you know, my mom made a big deal about um, Christmas and the lights were always there. And I was always super hyper excited about, you know, the few gifts that I could get or a new video game cartridge. And, you know, it sticks with you. And so you kind of want, you, you wander back. Um, I find that like I go to it, I've lived a little bit of a hectic life where I've moved a lot. Um, and I haven't had like a traditionally stable, uh, existence. It hasn't been bad, but not stable in the sense of this is where I've been for X amount of time. So I find that, um, going back or indulging myself in these, um, in these areas are kind of where I go less of a place and more of doing the things. I don't think a ton has changed since, since I was a kid, you know, um, I did have a period, I think, in my 20s where I was kind of rejecting the crass commercialism of Christmas. I was reacting to a lot of things, and uh, I don't think I enjoyed myself as, uh, as, as, as much. I think I was just kind of missing out on what might be um, – might indulge myself a little more fundamentally. So, Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can totally see that, just denying yourself the pleasure of the holiday to – act out against the part of the holiday you don't like, you know, but yeah, as you get older, you figure you can find a balance and, and kind of do both. I got to ask, I got to ask, and I know I'm not supposed to flip this, but we're both podcasters, no. but yeah, I have, go ahead. I have to ask you because like part of, um, part of the things that I like, uh, you know, about, about your stories uh, that you create is, um, if I think in a like Christmas and the holidays, I'm thinking of like, you know, kind of presences and ghosts in history mm -hmm. and, and, and that type of thing. When I was mentioning some of the, like the kind of wistful and nostalgic elements, I was just wondering for you and sorry to do this on your own show, but just, no, like wondering, it's fine. Go for it. <laughs> just wondering for you, like, do you end up, do you, when it comes to like time and place, do you end up, you know, wandering at the same time to, you know? Oh, to, Oh to yeah. Zero? Yeah, definitely. And I think so just like you, I had kind of an oddball childhood where I moved around a lot and um, lost my mom young. And that was a whole thing. And so I look back usually on my very early Christmases where we would all travel to my grandparents. I'm an only child. So the cousins would all be there. And so there were children around and, you know, grandparents, well, at least mine made Christmas very special. 
And so every year, those are the times that I sort of look back on um, wistfully, but also gratefully. And um, and there is a lot of comfort. I remember, you know, which toys I got, what year, were we in the living room or were we in the basement? And that shag carpet, I'm a sucker for shag carpet because of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that, that's forever. Yeah. Shag carpet's forever. Right, right. I know. I keep dreaming, like, after this house someday, we'll find a grandma house and keep it a grandma house and <laughs> have shag carpet and green and orange curtains. But, um, but yes, absolutely. I think, um, you know, for those of us who, who had a childhood that was a bit of a roller coaster where there were really great things, but really hard things, you know, it's easy to be a person who looks more toward the past for, for comfort, I think. So, well, speaking of, of, Christmas and whatnot. So as you know, but for the listeners, I'm French Canadian. And um, so we food was always a big thing (laughs) for the holidays at our house. So kind of turning into that zone, what types are there any foods or drinks that bring you comfort? Like if you're having a really horrendous day, and you come home and open the fridge, what are you looking for? What are you hoping to find? this is not a setup. Cookies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cookies. You know, Cookies. and the, and the, and the, and the thing is, is, um, particularly in the evening, um, okay. Uh, this isn't too scientific, uh, a book, um, yep. cookies, and again, back to the decaf, uh, coffee. <laughs> if it's a little bit late, I, I haven't done enough reading uh, lately and I have a little bit of time off and, um, um, you know, holiday season. I want to sit down and to escape because I think if you don't read, I don't even sit down and read and I'm not, you know, we're into audio, you and I Audio's fine. And listening to your Skylark bell is fine, totally fine. But something about picking up, the book reading the book in that as that that vehicle to get to a different place is different reading is is a different way and um i've always adored um truman capote's uh christmas memory and he does thanksgiving stories um beautifully uh poetically um uh, written um sitting down and reading but with cookies and with the warm with the warm beverage um i've been a vegan for 26 years so and everything that i mention is uh is 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 adapted uh is adapted as such but um the reading bit for me was a big realization um and uh um an element of uh escape or this is the world i want to live in for the next two hours this is where I'm going to hang out and feeling better or feeling different after hanging out. So, um, yes, a simple formula, maybe similar to yours, but one of which. Yeah. I no, I love it. I, and I think to, to touch on the book thing and you were saying my podcast, which for those who don't know is a, a serial podcast fiction where I read a, a story, but, um, for example, in my podcast, there's, you know, sound effects and music and then the tone of my voice and all those things kind of guide you 
to view the story a certain way. Whereas if when you're reading a book, it's it's all you. You get to imagine. You get to see what you, you know, how, where your brain takes you. There's no nobody's swaying you one direction or another. So I, I do think there's a huge difference between yeah. sitting with a book and you're you're by yourself versus listening to someone. Even if someone's reading a book to you, they're imprinting some of themselves into the story. So. Um, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I love reading. I find that I only read in the winter because I only read in the bathtub, which sounds really weird. <laughs> but that's that's the, one of the few places where I won't be interrupted. And so um, you got to create your space. I mean, exactly. uh, there's just, I'm sure there's the panels of of the escape and why does a bath <laughs> take an hour and a half? Well, there's good exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, which is funny to talk about because we're getting a new hot water heater right now. And so um, maybe I, I'll be reading yeah. later. <laughs> need that process to go as quickly as it can because I know you're uh, you're based in Minnesota and haven't spent time uh, in Wisconsin. Yeah. As you start to get November, you get a day or two where that sun comes out and you're like, the world is wonderful <laughs> and warm. But Yeah, yeah. It's starting here the last couple of days we had a lot of wind now the leaves are all gone no leaves left and here here it comes we've had snow twice i think a little bit but it melted but yeah. it's coming it's coming yeah and about your podcast i know it's a different podcast but you know i think you're right in listening to somebody else's voice right so your voice telling that story your story um your voice is inviting and comforting and i think once you once you interpose the idea of voice or how the story is told or how you the mood that is created by the music it's a beautiful but a distinct experience and yeah um, and could be very different than um you know the the hard copy as it comes along so right right yeah it'll be interesting eventually <laughs> someday when the hard copy does come along to see how people interpret it then you know um i'm curious about that but um, so I'm just looking at my little list of things that I have here. And one of them is uh, family, friends, pets. Is there a certain living being, a plant, anything, or even a rock? Uh, is there a certain entity that brings you comfort specifically? Yeah, I mean... I don't know because of the because of the time frame that I was talking about and where my head gets caught up this time of year. It, it does have to do with my it does have to do with my primary family, like my mom and dad. And, you know, I think, um, you know, hard workers both, you know, having a little bit more time, you know, with, you know, with my dad around. Um, it was really fun. My sister is uh, 12 years um, younger than me. So my brother and I were very close in age. So. Our Christmas, you know, when you have very, very close uh, time frame, my brother and I about a year apart, you have okay. this kind of like close, really close experience of Christmas. And then my my sister was born about 12 years after um, after me. And, um, you know, seeing that start up again with a with a little little kiddo, your little sister. Um, yeah, at a time when I was in my teenage years, so I went to college when she was going to uh, kindergarten. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, it, yeah, yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice experience, kind of maybe re-experience, uh, re-experience some of those things um, around Christmas. Um, I find that I push myself to relax as much as I can. I, I 
the field I've worked in, which is uh, education and representation with education tends to have this time of the year off, right? If you're in mm-hmm. service yep. industry or working the holiday job, your experience might be like, you might not have the time. So I appreciate whether it's academic calendar or, you know, a work calendar that uh, provide some time this type of this you know this this time of the year but um I think back to when I was younger and also my my sister's uh first uh christmases and and all that um it was it was uh it was just a it was a great experience um uh for me and uh, I definitely go back in time like I've been mentioning throughout so yeah yeah, yeah. it's I, I find myself sometimes sitting and just like like willing it to happen that I could like physically go back and just experience all that again. It's such a, it's such a tragic thing that we can't, you know, but. Oh, you obsess about time travel as well. then. I imagine. Oh, I, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that would be, I don't know. It would probably mess up the universe somehow, but it would be real great if we could. Well, I think even just as an observer, you know, I think COVID's messed up the universe. I'm not worried about a little time wrinkle. <laughs> right. What's a little time travel? <laughs> um, well, so we've talked about time. How about place? Is there a place you go to when you need to just either unwind or fi- or just, I don't know, just kind of feel a little safer or whatever that, that brings you comfort? Is there a specific place? Yeah, I I think I've always had like a bit like a bit of a like a romantic notion of the, uh, but also in one of which I tried the experience of, um, of the of you know like of it sounds strange, but of like of the woods of like the kind of maybe like otherworldly, uh, this this time of year. Like I said, in you know right now in my adult life, um, I've appreciated every place that I've been. I mean, I think sometimes I think of Wisconsin. And how cold it would be at winter or piles of snow and my own kids um, being younger. I would like I had mentioned about, you know, place of where I grew up in Rhode Island in the city and, you know, experience uh, experience there Um, and in the Pacific Northwest where I am now, things like snow where it doesn't snow that much, you know, once in once every few years, we kind of get the. I think like the pineapple express of the of, <laughs> of that, that comes in and it hits some cold. This is not a, I'm not doing a weather forecast. I'm sorry. No, no, I get it. No, do it. <laughs> I think the pineapple express comes in, gets cold and dumps some snow sometimes. Um, but not, not, uh, that much snow. So I, I do think of snow, um, growing up in new England, how can you not, you know, right. um, yep. of, of, but I do recall one year here in the Pacific Northwest where, um, you know, there was some snow and just kind of like the general environment, um, uh, that's, that's outside. Um, at this time of the year, I tried to make where I am or where I'm living and just try to, you know, try to enjoy it where I am. I think less tied to place and more like time in my head. A lot of, uh-huh. a lot of, you know, the path, thinking about the past and, and despite everything that I'm saying here, really enjoying time with family or with presence or despite all the other noise that's outside. I, I, I don't care about all that, that other noise. Cause 
um, I'm finding something or I'm looking to indulge myself, like I said. So, um, which is tough to do, right? It's tough to do as a. Yeah. 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 I I feel like um, expectations are so high just generally as a parent and as any, whatever job you might have and uh, as a friend and and I'm trying to say this and I'm getting all these work text messages at the same time. So isn't that exactly what we're talking about? But yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. And then I think, I think we, if anything, you know, the pandemic has taught, I hope a lot of us to be okay with indulging ourselves. You know, I know that I'm like, now I tell people I watch Hallmark movies. I used to just kind of keep that on the down low, you know, and (laughs) I I think that increasingly I did see um I recently joined a buy nothing group on Facebook for my neighborhood yeah and um it's been really great I got a bunch of Christmas gift bags because I had none left because I reuse those every year and yeah at first I felt weird reusing them like there's this expectation that everything has to be shiny and new and on that group somebody said we should normalize gifting things that aren't necessarily new and I thought you know that's that's really great because why not <laughs> if something's right. fully functional and it fills a need or a want why not but i don't know that the world is there quite yet but i, I think that there's a uh, there's comfort in these ideas to me and that hopefully that they will grow and that people will be a little more a little less demanding of themselves and each other you know yeah i um i mean i know there's specific friends and you might have this as well friends and family where if you're at a used bookstore and you find like this, you know, maybe it might be a, like a nice edition or a first edition and it's used and, you know, it's, a, you know, you can give like in my head, like you can easily gift those type of things. Whereas most of the time, you know, like it's, it's newness and, um, I don't know, given the amount of things that are produced, I think it's a decent decision to be like, Hey, I've enjoyed this for 25 years. It's on my shelf and (laughs) now it's yours and I know you love it too. So. Right. Exactly. Okay. So we're talking about things that bring comfort. I know for me, if, uh, you know, uh, either I have a challenging day or something bad happens, my first instinct is to go sit down at the piano and start playing music. And so I'm curious, do you have hobbies or pastimes or things that you like to do that maybe bring you a little comfort? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and I, I love what you said about yourself. I mean, I obviously, like, I talk to a lot of artists, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, plugging into something that you can do, do well, put yourself into, um is really helpful. I would say that um, this might be a little bit of a wonky answer. I think that, you know, as life it gives stresses or like the, the work that I do and other things give stresses, I think I put like almost a rebounded energy into creating things and creating art and, and, and whether it's doing podcasts or painting uh, or writing or doing many of the things that we all do that are artistic uh, cooking and singing around the house and, and doing those type of things. So I would say in general, um, in general, 
I'll do that. But I don't think I do it in kind of like a little bit more of the way that you say, I mean, identifying it with like the piano and how you play piano. And when it comes to my art practice, I don't have that same type of quicker plug-in for me. Like I'll do, I'll do, I'll do art, but, um, uh, uh, something, something that I will do, um, for me is, um, music. Um, so I listen to a wide variety of, of, of music. And, um, one of the strange transformations that take place this time of the year, and I don't know if it happens with you, but I am a Swifty. And okay. From the period of around Thanksgiving until the new year, um, for me, I tend to have more time and I tend to compulsively listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's fantastic. And, 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 and by that, I mean, I want to give, I want to give you a sense just so you know what territory we're in. Um, <laughs> I listen again. I listen to a lot of music. I listen yeah. to to the variety of music, but um, Taylor Swift's voice and music for me is like a tonic. And um, when she puts out like an album, I would say like take 1989. I think when that came on, when that came out, I listened to it at least once a day for at least once a day for at least eighteen months. Wow, that's amazing. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's like there's certain albums where you're, you're playing it, and it's like, okay, I played that, and it, it was never a chore. It was just something that happened naturally. But um, I, uh, the last couple of darker, I don't want to say darker or doomier, introspective uh, albums that she's done prior to her remake right here. I, I don't know. I love the sound of them. I like, I don't know if she releases holiday specials of her recording studios around the holidays. I don't know if I'm inundated by all that element, but it's created a, uh, it's created, um, you know, this period where I, I, I do admit I, I, I delve heavily, uh, into, into Taylor Swift for about the next six weeks. Well, I love that that someone else's art brings you comfort, you know? Yes. Well, so this brings me to my last question, which is turning away from ourselves now. How do you bring comfort to other people? Um, <laughs> wow. I, um, I tend to be, I tend to be pretty serious and tense, but at the same time, the countervailing, the opposite is, is, is true. I'm, um, goofy. I, 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 a lot of times I don't care about how I come across and I'm looking to have fun or disrupt or, um, maybe be a little bit louder hanging out with my kids and doing, doing fun stuff or going to the movies or going to the arcade or whatever it is. And, um, I think for me, a lot of that is, is really important. I think it does tell you what it does two things. I think in general, it can bring comfort to those around me and two, it's, 
a bit much, but it's it can be a bit much. But I think it's a sin uh, that <laughs> uh, that is that is that is absolved. Uh, um, so I tend to be uh, goofy and maybe sometimes not act my age, and maybe sometimes mm-hmm. indulge, which is um, a silly or you know that I can't argue for its validity as art or. You know, um, and so I think I do that. One of the things that I was told recently um, related to what I do on the podcast, which is has a sub theme of healing and comfort or the healing and comfort that art can bring was that folks felt that on a couple people mentioned that on the show um, by my inviting nature and curious nature that they were able to pretty be pretty comfortable in a space where they were freaked the hell out a bit, you know, um, talking about questions or, or being on a podcast. So that, that meant a lot to me. And it's not something I've walked around knowing that I'm uh, doing. I think I probably do it in my work. Um, I dedicate each of my professional days to assist workers and I've done that for so long. So, um, you know, I do take pride. Uh, I don't stop and think about it a lot, but I do take pride in those things that I can do. Um, to I don't know to bring more comfort or, or 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 to be an enjoyable experience or something. You know, or for it to be not, um, or if it is a stressful experience to have a path to it to become better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I've heard some of those things recently and, um, it's meant the, it's, it's, it's meant a lot to me. And I, I think honestly, you know, about the things that you create, you, Melissa, in, in, in your music and stuff, I, I would say that I experienced that with yours and I bet you hear some of those things as, as well to be carried along, along a story, along an idea, mm-hmm. Uh, by somebody you want to hang out with and gosh, that doesn't change the world, but um, not bad. Changes somebody's world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, I really dig on that and I'm happy to say it out loud. I don't understand it all. Cause I think we have trouble maybe always knowing how we can impact others or including others. We don't know, but um, it feels good to hear that. And that's good. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's actually a really accurate depiction of you. You. So when I sat down on your podcast um, to speak to you, that was my first time being, I guess, interviewed or, or having a conversation of that nature ever. And um, and, you know, we didn't really know each other at that point. And so it, it, it could have gone any direction. But you really do have a gift for making people just feel really comfortable. And also you provide a space where people can be themselves. Um, not everybody does that. So that is, that is bringing comfort to people. Absolutely. And then I think people who are listening to those interviews that you do um, can also find comfort sometimes in recognizing either themselves or the way that they operate with their art, you know, or how they experience art. And um, I think there's something comforting in recognizing at least a part of yourself in somebody else too and not feeling so different or alone so you yeah. you provide that too yeah thank and thank thank thanks for saying that and i think you know 
uh, as artists, you know, it's, it's good to know. And it's always mysterious of how, how, you know, how it, uh, unravels the power of the voice, the power of singing, the power of, um, uh, of, of, of trying to connect. So, um, yeah, thank, and, and, and thank you. And, and thank you for that. Um, it's always tough to talk about, but it's good to at least recognize or point out where if people can connect and say things and we can chat here on your episode about being comfortable, man, that's, that's, that's so, that's so cool. Right. Because, you know, it doesn't, it's what are the ratings of comfort? We don't care. <laughs> right. we don't care. And, and, and are the things that I mentioned bring me comfort all the time consistently? No, but I know I'm in the right spot. Like I know yeah. I'm trying to do the right things. So in this podcast, your podcast to bring comfort will help. Right. I, that's my hope. I'm hoping that by talking about things that bring us comfort, other people will find comfort. It'll be like this spiral and this. Yeah. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. I'm convinced well, of the idea. The proof of concept is sold. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> so, um, well, those are all my questions. Now, I did promise in my intro uh, episode for this podcast that I would provide, my guest would provide some kind of recipe. And I'm not going to put you on the spot because I forgot to remind you. But if you want to send in a recipe of something that brings you comfort, or if you have one at the top of your head, go for it. Um, but I will, uh, I will include yeah. that too. Yeah. And um, I did not get all the details down, but given the nature of this episode, I think you know what the recipe is going to be. It's going to be a cookie and okay. it's going to be a vegan cookie. And, 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 and yes. it's going, it's going to, to include either peanut butter and or chocolate so classic beautiful um, yes so um i i love this part uh i love this part of of what you asked i did have it and i will say that when it comes to cookie making i'm not even the cookie maker i have people and wonderful folks who make cookies for (laughs) me so it is receiving receiving comfort from the cooking arts of uh others but it will be a cookie recipe Beautiful. For a second, I thought you were going to say black decaf coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Fresh uh, ground. Which which is fine, too. But I think the cookie recipe will be more exciting for people. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being my very first guest. And um, any parting words? Um, Well, Thank you, thank you for everything uh, you make and in, in, in create. It's fun to find uh, to follow your, um, you know, individual and unique uh, art, artistic mind, and I, I really connect with the kind of ideas that you look to to develop um, in in podcasting. So, um, you know, you're an artist where it's like what you're doing. I'm gonna I'm gonna connect to, and I'm I'm really you know I'm 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 filled with pride that you asked me to. Uh, to pop on, uh, the initial, uh, the initial episode here. And, um, it's, 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 it's always a pleasure, Melissa. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, honestly, it was a little bit selfish because I knew that it would go well <laughs> because it was you. <laughs> so that's, that's part of why you're here today. But I, I also feel like you're someone who, um, I think we're similar enough that I, I, I had a feeling that you would know 
or you would have thoughts on how to bring comfort to yourself and then how to bring it to other people. So this worked out perfectly. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, looking looking forward to next time. We'll keep an eye on everything that you're, you're up to your art and your podcast and see what comes next. Well, what's coming next is me listening to Taylor Swift. Thanks so much. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) I love it. Have a great day. (laughs) Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for listening. And a big thank you to Ken for taking the time to chat with me. Remember to check the show notes for his cookie recipe, as well as a link to his fantastic podcast, Something Rather Than Nothing. Join me next week where I chat with my friend Amy L. from the Collected Sounds and Volstedland podcasts. She and I share a love of all things spooky and unusual, and I'm very excited to find out the ways in which she finds comfort. Before I go, a quick nod to Canel for the intro and outro music, which is based on the song The Mess Inside Your Head. Hopefully we've helped calm that mess a little bit today. Take care and talk soon. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.